0: You're listening to Behind the Wheels with Doug Mason, Dave Walters, and Mike Yeagley. This is a show where we talk about heavy truck and medium-duty Axolans. Doug, Dave, and Mike bring close to 100 years of experience and expertise in the transportation business. Join us once a month to learn new things about Axolans, Sponsored by Alcoa Wheels, the global leader in aluminum wheel innovation.
1: Welcome to Behind the Wheels. I'm Mike Yagley, and I'm here with Chuck Bartley, a legend in wheel technology maintenance. Chuck, oh, thank Mike. you for joining us. Good to be here, Mike. So we all have war stories, right? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's just, it, sometimes it's just fun to go through some of the war stories. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you have any, any great war stories to share. I know you do. You know, oh, yeah. And, and, and here's the deal. <laughs> You know, what I, what I really want is something that, if you can tell us a story that would be helpful to our listeners. Something that, that might teach them something that, yeah, sure. that would be useful we'll, we'll for them. We'll go that. into
2: the story and then we'll basically tell you how to correct it. Okay. How about that? Sounds good. So we go into a place and we're going to basically do training. And usually when I go in, I try to look around the place, get a feel for what they're up against, what they're doing before I even start. Okay. And lo and behold, they're still on ball seat wheels.
1: You know, we just talked about ball seat.
2: Did you? It is
1: a nightmare.
2: It it is. But the worst story on this one was they were using anti-seize on the inner and outer cap nut all over the stud.
1: So why don't you... Okay, go on.
2: So this is just, you know, unbelievable when you uh, see this.
1: Let's let... Because... Anti, anti-seize sort of fell out of favor in the industry, right? Obviously. Yes. So does everybody know when you say they used anti-seize, does everybody know what, the, what you're talking about? Oh, I'm sure.
2: Okay. I'm sure <laughs> they do. But, I mean, look, anti-seize is, is very bad in the wheel end section. Right. Because anti-seize is a great product, does what it says, when not things seized, and we want to get a joint tight yeah. and stay tight. So we basically outlawed or tell them don't use anti-seize when they're mounting, hub pilot or ball seat. Okay. But when you go into the ball seat section, you're not supposed to use any,
1: any lubrication whatsoever. Right. At all. Right, because everything is everything's a friction surface. Thing. Yes. So, and there's a
2: technicality, you can use a drop of oil, but then you've got to drop the torque 100 foot-pounds. Right. To be right. correct, but we just say, and,
1: and if you put oil on, it's only on the stud.
2: It's only on the stud. Right. One to two drops, that's it. Right. But we tell you, we really don't want you to do that. So during a training class or whatever, they just couldn't get over anti you know, They used it for everything. They had just gallons of this stuff, and this is what they used. Okay. And I mean, it was goobed on bad, really <laughs> bad. So I can't tell you the story of what we said, but they just couldn't get over you. I, I'm sure you, there
1: were expletives involved. Yes,
2: but you can't. How can you do this without this anti-siege? Then it was like, okay, if you're doing this on ball seat, let's go see the hub piloted section. What are you doing there? Same thing.
1: They covered everything with everything, The
2: whole stud, everything, so that's behind the washer.
1: It, it almost seems like the wheel wouldn't stay on. This is why they called. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wasn't a hard one to figure out, Mike. Right. <laughs> okay. So the lesson basically is you've got to do the proper cleaning, the proper lubrication to achieve the proper torque. Right. That That is just as simple as it can get. Yeah. But that's the most memorable, I think, I can remember doing a training class.
1: So, so let's say we have customers out there. Let's say that somebody's out there and they're, they're using anti-seize or they're just using lubricant, you know. What, what, what do you tell them to fix it? Well, we tell them... Anti- what, we all want to use lubricant. I mean, that, we, right. we've had a lot of discussions on the podcast already about lubricant and the importance of using it and using it properly.
2: It has to be used properly. So basically, if you get too much or you end up getting the lubricant behind the face of the into the mounting joint or whatever, you're getting a false torque reading. Right. So now you're losing the clamping force. Clamping force, we lose wheels. Um, NSEs is, is about 80% of NSEs has copper in it. So copper and aluminum don't mix well. So when you think you're helping yourself corrosion, you're actually creating more corrosion.
1: I did not, I didn't know that. That's, that's something I, that's, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, if you NMV, look at anti NICs,
2: about 80% of it has copper in it somewhere.
1: Uh, yeah, from the engineering world, we, we tend to look, we say, okay, this is the specification. This is how life is supposed to work. Will it work properly? What are the specifications <laughs> around that? When we tell somebody, you know, we put a lot of study into what we tell them. We're mm. not typically going to try things that we know aren't going to work. Like antiseas, right. and I, I have to, I have to admit, I haven't studied antiseas. I really, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I don't know what the chemical, you know, what the chemical breakdown is. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert on antiseas, right. so I guess it, it sort of surprised me. It's got, it's got copper in there.
2: About 80% of anti has a copper in it somewhere. Okay. Then with anti there's so many different lubricity levels that you couldn't get a consistent reading when you did clamp force. Right. So that's why we went to motor oil from TMC doing the studies. So we went to motor oil. Then we get into the, uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, we always said 30 weight oil in our service manual.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: But... The guy yeah. says, I don't have 30 weight. I have 40 weight. Why can't I use that? Well, then it dawned on us. It doesn't matter. Motor oil is motor oil. So that's why the yeah, change so, came so, from so the it motor works oil.
1: either way. Yeah. Okay. Any other war stories?
2: None that I can really tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to have an episode, I think, called Wheels of Shame. Oh, yes. Or the hall of shame. I don't know what we're going to pallet, call it. Just, the pallet of the, shame. The pallet of shame. We're, but we we have in the back room of our office, we have a pallet of wheels that are memorably bad that were turned in, that were given to us by customers, yes. asking for a warranty return, return. And they were so dramatically bad, poorly maintained. poor Pick one of those and why don't you tell me about oh, it? Oh,
2: the whole rim flange was caved in from probably about three of the handhole areas from one end to the other. Big old dent. So we call the customer and say it was an impact hit. You hit something. I did not. I hit a pothole. That's it. Your wheel is so bad that I hit a little pothole and it caused this much damage.
1: <laughs> I hit a little pothole. <laughs> little
2: pothole. Lo and behold, it's after. Talking to the rest of the company, he had a bridge buttment. <laughs> but he claimed it was a little pothole. So I mean, it was a huge dent.
1: We're gonna have to get back there and uh, pull that pull that oh. pallet out and and show our listeners some of these wheels. And you know, the thing is, is that you know, I'm hoping we can have some lessons from them. I mean, of course, oh, yeah. you know, you're not. not, not better than don't hit a bridge abutment, you know, that, that, one's, that one's sort of, that one might be a little bit obvious. Yeah,
2: but they, they, you get them A for effort for trying for <laughs> warranty, right?
1: But, you know, the the thing is, is that we've we've got to sort of, you know, these, these doc those, those, that wheel of shame, those, those wheels are actually, there's, if I remember right, and it's been a while since I've taken a look at them, but there's things we can learn from them, you know, oh, yeah, things every- that. You know.
2: Every wheel that comes in for warranty has a story, and you can learn something from it. So that's the great part about our warranty program. We study the wheel, try to figure out what happened, how to help that customer, how to fix a problem if you can see it. Or maybe they just got the wrong wheel. They yeah. spec'd out the wrong wheel. They need to be in severe service or whatever the case may be. But every wheel will tell you a story. It's like doing a scrap analysis. It's what it really is. Yeah. I and mean, you're just basically taking it instead of being a tire and figuring it out, we're taking a wheel and trying to figure out what went wrong. Now, is it a customer, is it maintenance, or was it us?
1: Uh, right. And right, right. I mean, we, we, every company has their share of things that don't go perfectly. Right. Yeah. Typically a bolt hole is gonna be 26 millimeters, which is a little bit more than an inch, just a fraction more than an inch. I saw one, if I remember right, the, the bolt holes were elongated to like three inches.
2: We call that the stylized Peterbilt bowhole. <laughs> like That's how big they were.
1: And I, I don't know how you can drive with that. I, I don't know how, how you don't feel that rocking
2: or whatever. Uh, I,
1: it's, it's, exactly, your vehicle is not riding right in that kind of environment. And I, I right. so that by itself is a lesson, right? If the ride is bad. You know, probably the first thing you should be taking a look at are your tires mounted properly. I know that one of the big things that I saw when I was – and I, 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 my, most of my life was out in China, right? <laughs> yep. I just could not get customers to lube the tire, the, the tire bead seat, the bead seat of the wheel mm. where the tire sits on both sides. So there's four locations that they needed to lubricate, both tire bead seats and both wheel bead, bead seats. seats. Correct. I could not get them to do it. And they could not understand why their tires wouldn't mount properly. Getting bead seed concentricity. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. They'd put the tire on, and they're used to steel wheels, right? Where oh, yeah. that, that whole surface is painted. Everything slips and slides across it real nice and easy. No problems. We have a machined surface on that wheel, right?
2: In the drop center. In the, in the drop BT. center. Yep. And the 15-degree drop center.
1: Yeah, that 15-degree drop center. And so if you look at it you run your fingers across it you can feel the roughness you know and it's that roughness is going to catch that tire you know it's that tire is not going to go on there and we don't paint that surface it's all just that's just as machined right and so so what happens is when they're mounting the tire you know it gets caught up on there the the tire is not concentric anymore and you can look at the rib. There's a rib that runs. We call it a GG ring. The GG ring. Thank you. Yep. And so you, you've, got the, you've got that rib, the GG ring that goes along. And you can see, and so long as that's somewhat, you know, pretty symmetrical, a yep. couple of millimeters, you know, and I, yeah, I apologize. I'm speaking uh, metric. <laughs> the, you know, so long as you've, you see that consistent couple, you know, two, three, four millimeters. That's typically two or three millimeters all the way around. You're good. You know, the, no problems. And, but when, you, when they don't lube the tire, you know, or they only lube the tire and they don't lube the wheel or something like this, you know, the next thing you know, you're looking at that and it's, it's all over the place. You oh, know? yeah. It's like dips and waves. Yeah. It's all you see. And then they wonder why they're, they're – what is this? What's wrong? Your wheel is out of round. Why do
2: I have a balance? Why do I have vibration? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And you go and talk to them. You explain to them. And I'll tell you what happened to me. And I don't know if this ever happened to you, but it's like, but that's going to take more time. You know, I don't want to do that. This is a Chinese guy I'm dealing with, but he would not do it. He, you guys have to fix your wheels. You've got, you know, <laughs> you have to make your wheels just, you know, paint them, do something. But I don't want to have to do extra work. I was talking to a wall trying to get him to to do the right thing. Yeah,
2: I had thirty seconds so all it probably would take. <laughs> but, you know, hey,
1: thank you, Chuck. This yep. has been a great discussion okay Uh, mike i'm gonna have you back sometime and we'll uh we'll just sort of shoot the breeze if you that works if anything of, of interest comes up let me know and we can we can get yeah
2: all right sounds good
0: thank you sponsored by alcoa wheels the global leader in aluminum wheel innovation manufacturing and technology inventing the first forged aluminum wheel in 1948 its team of experts continue to develop the most lightweight efficient and high performing commercial vehicle aluminum wheel products. Bringing you revolutionary innovations like Alcoa Dura Bright Wheels, Alcoa Dura Black Wheels, the new Alcoa Wheels Hubboard technology, and the lightest truck wheel on the market, Alcoa Ultra One 22.5 by 8.25 Wheel. Alcoa Wheels, the global leader in aluminum wheel innovation.